0: Is your child having trouble getting to sleep staying asleep or perhaps waking up too early Well our expert today is paediatric sleep consultant Erica Hargadon from Bob Ogue, and she's here to answer your questions Erica good morning and welcome Thank you very much for having me Pat Now let's talk about sleep Sleep has a particular biological function in our bodies and ideally we're supposed to get a block of sleep you know.
1: Yeah ideally we would We'd like to see ourselves maybe getting as adults somewhere between maybe six and eight hours of uninterrupted sleep at night but children would require much more than that in terms of their support for development and their growth and everything. But
0: yet younger children, they tend to take their sleep in blocks.
1: Yeah, look, we'd love to see them do 11 to 12 hours uninterrupted sleep Mm. overnight. That's the holy grail, isn't it, for parents like me. But that can be challenging because developmentally, that can all interrupt their sleep if they're going through developmental changes then their whole sleep pattern might be interrupted and plus if they're going through periods of being sick then that can interrupt their sleep as well and parents of young children know now that they bring home so many illnesses from school and crash and whatnot Mm. that that can interrupt their sleep patterns But the ideal
0: thing is to get that 10 or 11 hours unbroken sleep
1: Yeah ideally yes because that's what's going to support their development their growth their learning processes and as well, just the processes that happen only
0: while we're sleeping, too. Yeah. Now, you might think that a baby uh, doesn't have too much to process, you know, because we have a busy day and we're when we're asleep, we're supposed to be filing all the stuff yes. and reorganising the stuff that happened to us during the day. But a baby is learning. Yes. I mean, for them, this is all brand new?
1: Absolutely, every day is brand new, particularly for babies and toddlers. Every minute of their day is learning. So if you even take a child that's weaning, that's a learning process. Take a child that's starting to walk, that's a learning process. Every single thing that they do every day is a learning for them and they bank all that while they're sleeping. That's where the memories get embedded and all of that processing happens.
0: Now, talk to me about children with autism who may have more difficulties than other children.
1: Yeah, it's known that about 40 to 80% of all children with autism will have sleep challenges and that's a massive range, I know. I would see it to the higher level of that range in terms of the parents who reach out to me. You know, really for for them, their melatonin production is different. So it's not as regulated as ours is and it might be producing at higher levels, at times maybe not associated with sleep. That's coming up in the studies. Also, neurologically, they've a lot to process. So sound, noise, anything like that is going to interrupt a child in terms of their Mm. sleep. They might take longer to settle off to sleep. They may not do the banks of sleep that we're looking at. They might do four hours and then be awake for two to four hours overnight.
0: I'm just wondering, therefore, would uh, giving them some sort of medicinal melatonin help them?
1: Obviously, you know, doing that in association with a medical practitioner can help, certainly with sleep onset and see children sleep for longer. It may May not see see them come out of the insomnias that are happening during the night, but on the flip side I have seen positive reports of that as well. Really good sleep hygiene is the first starting point with any parent. Uh, dealing with this and routine. I would always start with that and also keep a diary, not just from a sleep perspective, but all through the day. What are they eating? What times are they maybe Mm. napping? What's going on during the day? So you can try and make some correlations as to why sleep might be challenging for that child.
0: Uh, If anyone wants to to have a sleep question answered about their child, uh, uh, WhatsApp 087 1400 106. Um, Should I keep my two-year-old awake in the afternoon Uh, stroke evening to encourage a longer sleep at night?
1: Not necessarily. Usually where we see a child who's mean restricted on the napping front they might actually sleep worse overnight and they might uh, present with more wakeful periods overnight. What you want to try and assess is what is the daytime sleep need of that two
0: year old? How do you do that?
1: Trial and error pass, that's really it. And keeping this diary that I just touched on there. So a two year old might need up to two hours of daytime sleep in the middle of the day, ideally, you know, around 12 or one o'clock. But then other two year olds might need as little as an hour. So really it's trying to assess which yeah. your well, child. Well, if you can get needs. them to
0: sleep. Um, in the middle of the day uh, good luck to you yes. but if you can get them to sleep then they will tell you how much sleep they need because it's when they wake No, whether... some
1: children will need to be actively woken in order to not really? take from their night Yes, that we need to put in a little parental-led management around that So again, it is that trial and error piece So I would be saying to this parent if you're doing somewhere in the region of 90 minutes to two hours sleep and you have sleep challenges with a two-year-old maybe just look at capping it maybe start with the 90 minutes and see how the night goes and then maybe pair it back slowly, like 5-15 minutes, maybe a week to see can you find the balance in terms of good daytime sleep that supports nighttime mm. sleep.
0: What would you suggest as the evening meal to help sleep? Now it doesn't tell me the age group of the yeah, child. Yeah,
1: it depends on the age range. If you're looking at a child that's um, underneath 9-10 uh, to 10 months of age, I gear towards more carb heavy, me- heavy meals rather than protein because protein can be a little Little bit more difficult to digest and on the flip side that can cause challenges then in terms of the overnight sleep if they're gassy and whatnot. So maybe from the kind of nine, ten months point onwards, something protein based can help them keep fuller for longer. We know that around protein it can, so it's that little bit harder to digest. Look at I was always one for the, the dinner in the middle of the day and then like something, you know, carb based, maybe scrambled eggs and toast in terms of the protein carb balance. Maybe a good soup and nice brown bread. Those types of things around five or six o'clock in the evening are going to set your child up to be full when they're heading to bed. Plus maybe a milk feed as well.
0: My baby wakes up looking for a bottle. What should I do? Just give her the bottle and then let her go back to sleep.
1: Totally depends on the age range, Pat. What I'll say is a parent has to decide what feels okay to them. If your child is maybe above 12 months and still taking a bottle overnight, but the sleep feels settled to the family, all well and good. But if it's having a knock-on effect that they're awake for a long period or maybe then they're not taking good solid meals or milk feeds during the day, then it's maybe a time to fade it down, like maybe an ounce every three days, getting down to a low size bottle and then maybe dropping it out.
0: Uh, This one, my baby wakes up... uh, No, next one. Uh, Any tips to keep a 12-month-old baby in the cot for the night? He keeps waking at five and wants to get in our bed.
1: So, again, I'd be looking back at the daytime sleep. So, a 12-month old baby that's presenting with early rising, I would be looking at what way is their napping? Do they need to be on two naps a day or do they need to go to one nap a day? And look at creating a consistent place of sleep. So, if you're taking them into the bed, it can be slightly reinforcing that there's an expectation there. So, Mm -hmm. trying to keep them in their cot, which I know is very hard for parents who are dealing with early rising, and then look back at the napping. Try and make Sure that you're not doing too much napping in the early part of the day, because again, that can be reinforcing the early rising.
0: So the transition, then, you have to be steely but, in defiance of the child, <laughs> uh, for, and you might do without sleep yourself for quite a long time. Well, you might have to stick with the child in the room in the with the cot but you're saying you're not getting into my bed
1: change takes consistency so if you want to make a little bit of change then you have to show that consistency so trying to keep your child in their sleep environment until as close to 6am as possible yeah. is less reinforcing of the early rising. And you're right, Pat. Yeah, it will take some resolve, like absolutely, where you'll have to somewhat, you know, kindly stand your ground. Yeah. But usually within a week or so of something like that, you will start to come out the other side and see the light. Yeah. Uh, maybe with I a can always remember
0: sleep. having my hand in the cot, yeah. holding the child's hand and gently trying to sneak away. And that, vice-like grip gets me again. You're not going anywhere.
1: It's one that I tell parents (laughs) to avoid the hand-holding because trying to get out of that grip is very hard.
0: Uh, Why does my 11-year-old sleepwalk?
1: OK, so sleepwalking is something that I've actually dealt with, with my own child, my, my middle one. So I would be looking at whether they are going to bed a little bit too late. Look at the timing. I'd like to see an 11-year-old going to bed no later than nine o'clock, maybe even slightly earlier, because it can be a sign of overtiredness that they're in light sleep and they're not getting down into a deeper sleep phase, maybe. So what I would definitely a diary... Keep your diary around your food. Keep your diary around the timings of their sleep. Also, if there's any night lights in the room, try and cut those out. Look at your blue light before sleep. Make sure that they're not having Mm. any of that in the hour prior to bedtime. But generally, this is something that a child will grow out of, that they will come out the other side of that.
0: Another 11-year-old wakes up at anything from 6am to 7am every day, like me, When he opens his eyes, he's up. Um, He's in bed by nine-ish. How do we get him to sleep to maybe eight, eight, eight-thirty? He's very active in sports, so he does need more sleep.
1: Yeah, I would think that for a child, although it's maybe inconvenient for parents, starting their day at 6am is quite reasonable. Now, I would like to see an active child sleeping longer than that. But the parent there has made a correlation of, like me... That they are, once they're awake, they're awake. And, you know, we do take on some of the, the genetics of our parents. I'm an, I like to start my day early. I'm not a natural early riser, but I like to do that. And when I'm up, I'm up. So it could be something in the makeup of the child that they're, they're simply a morning lark and they will start their days a little bit earlier as they go on through life.
0: I have a four-month-old who only sleeps 30 minutes at a time since birth, day and night, has to be held to get to go to sleep. How do we get him to sleep longer without being held?
1: So short sleep cycles for napping at this age range is very normal. Developmentally, that's very, very normal. From four months onwards, though, we can start to work on a little bit of self-settling with our child. So rather than holding them to sleep, trying to encourage them to initiate their sleep, albeit with your support within their own sleep environment, that's should help the child to start knit up some sleep cycles at night and go further through maybe into two or even four hours and in some cases maybe up to six but that's the way I would encourage this parent start looking at the self-settling piece and developmentally your child is probably mm. capable of linking up some sleep
0: cycles overnight now Finally a compliment from Jim I can't speak highly enough of Erica and Balboog we went through a sleep programme at the start of the year for our 20 month old who was not a good sleeper it has changed Changed our life, thank you for Jim. the better <laughs> and for the little one. Uh, thank you very much, Erica, for joining us, Erica Hogden of Bob Ogg, and that's all we've time for. Uh, all our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the Newstalk app, powered by Go Loud. Just search for the Pat Kenny. Show. The Pat Kenny Show with
1: Aviva Insurance, weekdays at nine AM on News